the fish packer from Jutland. What a statement he's made in uh, one of the most dramatic stages I've seen today. <laughs> and today, ever? well, yeah, well, to, certainly today, ever. This is bizarre, isn't it? We're not in the car. That needs explaining. That needs explaining straight off. Being responsible, because it's quite a technical drive. Oh, we yeah. We have a cordless mic. And yeah, do that, so it's, but it's perfectly safe. But, but it's just to <laughs> go and concentrate so, yeah. much, so it's best to... Yeah. No comment. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So where are we? Pete. Pete. We Stop updating Instagram and tell me why you're so excited. And tell me what you just said to the pizza guy. <laughs> well, we are on the top of Alp Duez. And... Well, actually, before we get to the pizza guy, what a drive up. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> the best. Lizzie's just got Lizzie's her face. Uh, the, best, the best and most exciting hour of the Tour de France so far. Yeah. <laughs> was just, in just terms of, no, debatable, not obviously wa- No, not watching. Just, I mean, in terms of being on it, it was great, wasn't it? Did you not feel yeah. like you were part of the race? It was it's kind of the crazy. fans yeah, are getting excited. I'm just totally confused. Are we talking about the race today and the commentary? Or are we talking no, about sorry, uh, I'm talking about our drive okay, to, to, to oh where yeah, we are yeah. up to us. Because you yeah. said, where oh. are we now? Yeah, that's true. Sorry, yeah. but I thought, I thought you'd just gone on a little... Sorry, left I meant Tour de France so far okay. for us, yeah. not in terms of the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. So then we, we rock up to Alpe d'Huez yeah. and it's really busy. Yeah. I have no idea why. <laughs> Honestly, it, uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. So then um, we, d- no, we can't find anywhere to eat, nowhere to sit down. Yeah. End up at a takeout pizza place, queue out the door. Yeah. Uh, rock up, what do you want? Yeah, what but did, want w- did we queue, Pete, or did we. Not, <laughs> did not queue. Well, no, we, we, we just, we were so hungry. Yeah. Talent. The guy's like, what? Talent. 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 What do you want? I was like, yeah, I'll have this, I'll have that. And then I was just like, and then he changed his mind, you know, that idiot that changes oh yeah, the order always. halfway through, a jam-packed, <laughs> Well, I've seen the busy uh, bu- buff. Yeah, you went yeah. posh. Buffalo. Yeah. You went buffalo. for the buffalo. Yeah. And then I said, I said to him, is it usually this busy on a Wednesday? It's <laughs> out of interest. <laughs> like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> it, might not. it might be. It might be. <laughs> but it seems very busy for a Wednesday. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what's happening tomorrow. He didn't tell me what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, here we are doing a podcast on top of Alpe yeah. It's deeply thrilling. I love coming to this mountain. I kind of love, <laughs> dread it, love, hate it, love, uh, you know, but it yeah. is just so different. Lizzie, it's your first, it's your first experience of Alpe isn't it? Like, as a cyclist, yeah. I came yeah. here as a, as a skier. That's right. Oh, yeah, of course you do. What, they ski here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, do you know what I mean? Lives in know. Monaco, goes to Des- Duez for skiing. Yeah. How ah, yeah. the other half live? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's magical. It's like we were saying on the way up, we were talking about, because last night off pod, we were talking about great names. What makes a great name for a yep. cyclist or an athlete? Oh, yeah. Let's not talk no, about not the name back. stuff. But, um, Do you know who we didn't mention? Not who? a cyclist, but hmm. Usain Bolt doesn't oh, get much better, name. does it? That's a the brilliant Bolt name. Supremacy. Yeah. That, that is a brilliant name. The late great Richard B. Moore's book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Alpe d'Huez really does. It's it's like a stadium it's like a natural stadium yeah like the buzz here is crazy yeah and it's like even the whole way up the climb you've got the different all the different theme corners where never but just as you liked your little joke which you found incredibly funny as you came in here just now like literally crying with laughter yeah is it busy here on a wednesday <laughs> is it normally it's busy on a wednesday Ned's, Ned's just as bad because whenever he sees norwegians oh come on don't oh, lay it all on me yeah <laughs> no you got carried away you, you love a bit of that got as well, carried away ned yeah, I, I did get bit. super. Well, he yeah. put Des- Depeche Mode on, didn't he? True. Yeah. Sets us all off, doesn't it? It's just a trigger. <laughs> trigger music. Yeah, so the windows were down yeah. and we were shouting at uh, all the punters yeah, at the side of the room. 40 minutes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Then actually, David, what you just said there about outdoor has been an almost like a stadium. Mm. So it's a journalist asked me about the outdoor stage in 2013, and the way I explained it was it's the closest I will ever feel 
to being a footballer in an 80,000 huh. packed yeah. stadium because that's how it feels like you can't feel your legs. Where you're, where where you're trying to play football in the middle of the stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, literally. Basically. And you rise and go up and you, your senses, you just can't, it just takes over everything. Mm. Your feeling, your emotions, and it's you like just... It's a cacophony of sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's magical. But it also, is what you were saying, it's quite... Dutch Corner, which is the legendary one, they've been doing that since the 80s, just past the church. It's got two-thirds up. Yeah. When you go through there in the race, it is pretty kind of... You're kind of preparing yourself for it because yeah. they're nuts. Yeah. Everyone's blocking the roads. There's flares going off. There's music. There's yeah. beer everywhere. There's. Uh, we gave it the big. It was a bit tame this evening when we came up. It was a bit I've weird. got. Yeah. I've got memories of when. When did we come up here last day? It was 2017, 18. Yeah. 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 And, and I've got. It was, it was also night. It was seriously late. Yeah. We were coming up. Dark. It was dark. It was 11:30, yeah. and it was insane. Mm. But they're just warming up yeah. now. When yeah. we got to the top, oh, it's properly mad yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it really is. But yeah. we're, we're talking about the finish for tomorrow we should talk about today which is probably one of the greatest stages we've seen in the Tour de France in a long time I get quite excitable and often lose a sense of perspective about things oh. like that so I don't know whether <laughs> I mean I, I can <laughs> this is going to test to that it was it though I mean I thought it was yeah I it was yeah. good it was really good thank you Lizzie yeah. it was exciting yeah. Yeah. another story when we arrived at the top was we arrived outside oh, okay. of back to <laughs> back to this then yeah, yeah, yeah we'll back to our yeah. uh, outside the hotel yeah. and we, we get out of the car and a guy I said, oh, how are you? Uh, why are you here? Because I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's very busy, but I mean, why are you here? And um, he goes, are you from uh, Copenhagen or Denmark? I said, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I went on holiday there a couple of weeks back. Yeah. And I was given this hat. Yeah. And I said, now I'm on holiday on the top We're of Alpduez. And Wait, this like is a podcast, so they don't know what hat oh, you're sorry, talking about. Yeah. Ned, yeah. You? Well, it's the bucket hat, Oasis style, isn't it? And it but yeah. it says, it's brilliant, dark blue, light blue letters, Dansk metal. And it's the, the Danish Metal Workers Union, trade union, that sponsored <laughs> the Grande Part in Copenhagen. And for some reason, their union subs were paying to hand out hundreds of thousands but of these hats. But they're brilliant. At oh, least so it's a free hat. Of yeah. course it's a free hat. Oh, so that makes me feel hundreds. better about the fact he's wearing it. Yeah, <laughs> at, at least hundreds of pounds. Anyway, so he's like, oh yeah, are you from uh, Copenhagen? I said, no, but I was there a couple of weeks ago. So busy. I was, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Eventually, rival right up on Outdoors. Uh, you know, follow trip advisors, your guidelines. It's relatively busy at this, uh, not quiet at yeah. this time of year. So I arrive, I arrive on top of Alpduez, same as Copenhagen, rammed to the masses, Ned. Can't get food anywhere. And and, and I said to him, well, what's, what the heck's going on tomorrow? Alpduez and the Tour de France. And what was it? Oh, that, was that his answer? Yeah. Alpduez, Tour de oh, So it's the Tour de France and Alpduez tomorrow. Is that it the is. answer? So Quite going exciting. back to today's race. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, talking of Denmark. <laughs> yeah. Go back oh. to why we're here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. we're here. Yeah. Denmark. Uh, Do you know what a thought off. occurred to me today about today's race? I, I did two tweets because I, I try and avoid telling people because a lot of people watch the highlights show. You know, more people watch the highlights show, especially during weekdays yeah. than watch the live show on ITV. So I don't tell people the results specifically. Mm. But I hinted. And I, as soon as the flag dropped, I tweeted, oh, my God. Mm. And then I didn't tweet again. And then as soon as the winner crossed the line, I tweeted, oh, my God, times two. Yeah. Because um, it was bookended by sheer flamboyance today, wasn't it, Lizzie? Yeah, it was. Straight from the flag drop. I mean, Lots of, yeah. It was incredible. I mean, Wout van Aert and Mathieu van der Poel Craziness. pairing up off kilometre zero. Craziness. And Mathieu van der Poel ended up stopping the race. So it was almost like a kind of final hurrah. Yes. With yeah. his kind of, the guy he's been racing with since a junior, who is just destroying this race, who could basically be man of the match every single day. Yeah. I mean, get on to that. But it was so kind of, there was something quite poignant. Yeah. About the fact he knew he wasn't going to finish yeah. the stage, and, and that was his like last yeah. firework. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of the discussion. Um, I don't think you need on set. Okay. No. Well, otherwise, why would you start? Because uh, sometimes you'll do that. Yeah, 
And maybe that discussion uh, during the rollout was like, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, come on, let's yeah. what, just, I haven't got to yeah. go. Just yeah. try, let's just, I'll go with you, see what happens. Oh, you know why you start? But there's a, what, there's a thing you, you do. Start? It's kind of respect for the race. So you stop it. It's better to stop in the race than stop overnight because that's a bit too Lame. kind of like rock star. Yeah. So then avoid really? all the interviews at the start and kind I'm of then just lot. run away. <laughs> Whereas if you start, you've respected the race, you stopped, and people are like, well, at least he started. We've seen him suffer. He did try. Yeah. But he might Isn't that just the epitome of why cycling is ridiculous? <laughs> It's there's like, I need to stop, I'm knackered, there's clearly something yeah. wrong with me, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. just do it anyway. But it is the epitome of cycling. Yeah, it is, you know? in many ways. Plenty that's of the beauty of it as well. Plenty yeah. of reasons why cycling's ridiculous. Yeah. That's it just is. one of them. Add them yeah. to the list. That's yeah. number 332, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great when it lasted. I loved seeing it. I mean, ah, those two. Awesome. And I was wondering, actually, well, when, well, I was wondering whether they've ever done anything like that in their entire history together you know I racing doubt it. like uh, literally yeah. working as a little two up team yeah. you know they've always been pitted yeah. against one another they've yeah. always been eyeing each other and, it, and you know what in thrilled many ways by racing against one another but actually to yeah. do that is great in many ways Matthew Vanderpool was helping Wout van Aert because it was a kind of he had nothing to gain Matthew Vanderpool from it yeah. he's mm. leaving the race like, like a final firework but at the same time if they're there in the, if uh, I'm going to imagine, I'm going to be romantic. They're in the peloton, neutral. They're chatting, and Matthew Van der Poel says, "Look, it's my last day. I'm going home." And Mark Van Aert says, well, come "Why on don't we go? Why don't we come? Let's go yeah. do something. Because nice. I got to get up the road anyway. Why don't we go together?" Matthew Van der Poel be what? like, "Matthew Van der Poel, I'll help you. I'll help you get up the road." <laughs> and so the two of them go, and he, so he he effectively helped Mark Van Aert get in the move he needed to be in to support his leaders and later on. David, did you see when you were commentating how hard it was for Van der Poel to get on Wout Van Aert's wheel oh, was initially? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, was like a right real gap. struggle. And yeah. Lizzie made a great point um, on set after the race that, I mean, we talked about it a bit now, but it was almost not even mentioned that he'd, the stage was that good that the fact that Matthew Van der Poel retired wasn't even really a story. Yeah. Yeah, and on any mm. other day in the it tour, it would be the headline. Be the yeah. headline. Huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was so much to talk about today. But then it, it dragged out and it got the classic break that went and it kind of, UAE looked okay, they were controlling and mm. it, it did actually look like that break was a solid one. We didn't know what was going to happen because it was such big, this was the first big mountain stage. Telegraph, oh, yeah. Galibia, which is effectively one big mountain. Yeah. And it was all under control to the top of the telegraph. The break was away seven minutes. It split in half from 20 to 10. And then over the top, Tish Benoit went. Tish Benoit. And, uh, of, of Yombo Visma. Yeah. yeah. And Soler went and UAE couldn't follow. And then all of a sudden, Roglic came around and you were like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I'd been praying for. The long range yeah, Roglic Yeah, I'd written about move. this in my diary yesterday. The only way they can do this is if Roglic goes. Yeah. So Roglic went and immediately Pogacar went. And the only reason you'd go is because Wout van Aert is up the road. Because otherwise it makes no sense. Because he had Wout van Aert and Christophe Laporte up the road, they're two guys yeah. who, if they made it to the top of the climb, or near it, of the Galibier, they could make take a minute out, or the next two minutes out. So Pogacar had to go when Roglic went, because Laporte and Wout were up the road. Yeah. Otherwise you could just let him go. Nico Roach. Yeah. And Anthony McCrossan. Anthony McCrossan and Nico Roach have just come in. Anthony, Anthony, come here. Come here, yeah. come here. Talk into that microphone. There you go, there you go, go. mate. Oh, you're in the wrong place. No food. You have, yes. to, go all you have to go and queue <laughs> for something up because we're starving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got caught. We got, I'll be honest, yeah. we got held up a little bit behind your car today. 
Did you? Just a little bit. We oh, thought you were being a little bit. Oh my gosh, you were so slow, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> were you reading a book? <laughs> was I reading a book? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we were trying to work it out. We saw an Irish flag on the bike on top of a roof, and then we thought that must be you. It's because after that stage, I was exhausted. Yeah. I literally couldn't see anything. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that was crazy. It yeah. was good though, isn't Not it? Driving as fast as you can ride a bike, Lizzie. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we kind of actually. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to disagree. With the pizza place next door. There's a lovely pizza place next door, but yeah. apparently they're really busy on Wednesdays, so <laughs> um, you have to plan ahead. So, I mean, you might be too late, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. while Anthony's doing this, his co commentator Nico Roach has gone straight to the expensive <laughs> bottles and he's, he's eyeing them up. We're in a bottle shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, Nico? They're not expensive enough for Nico, no. surely. <laughs> Nico, Nico. <laughs> come here, grab a microphone. What do, you, what do you make of that then? Today, today, yeah, brilliant, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Were you expecting it to be? Were you expecting it to be quite as dynamic and as exciting no. as it was? No. From that I far I out, I expected them, um, and I thought they were going to attack in in the valley and try and work out. But uh, before the last climb, not that far out. That, yeah. that was yeah. that was a big maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Almost, Almost like David's maneuver uh, overtaken Anthony. Just before the battle of the valley. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about it timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were waiting a long time, <laughs> believe me. I have my road captain Lizzie Dagnan next to me. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nico, does he win it now? Is that it? Is that job? Is that done? Is that I done? I don't think his job done. I don't think so either. No, and I think he knows that. He said it. He says, "I'm going to fight for the yellow jersey till Paris." I think he knows he's under threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today he had a bad day, and that happens. And it's actually good that he has a bad day and proves that anyone can it's have a bad day. Amazing. And it's amazing. And I think he's he's just going to go and, and try as as hard as he can yeah, over yeah. any day and not yeah. only on a climb I yeah. think he's might going to do the same yeah. tactic I said I mean I was saying this in the car afterwards when we weren't podding was Tadej Pogacar doesn't care about second place he'd rather be 11th or 21st than second and he'll throw everything out he has at it it's going to be so cool yeah. So, Nico, we're no. It's okay. <laughs> stay, stay with us. Um, talking about we got microphone confusion. Talking here. about uh, team tactics, and <laughs> I, I was, you know, talking about 2013, and obviously, I think it was 17 or 18 when I was the first British person to win on Alpe Oh, really? Yeah. Were you? Were that? you? No, just, <laughs> but anyway, that's 2013, um, <laughs> and talking about team tactics, and you were away. Has anyone in verified Saxobank that fact? Tinkoff. Oh, that was the worst tactic ever, Paulino. Yeah, Paulino, double attack net, Alp Duet stage, 100k to go. Wait, what's this? Are we talking about, I'm sorry, my microphone fell apart. 2013, there, so uh, Tour de France, Alp Duet, when we did it twice. Uh, yeah, 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 I remember. Nico Roach was involved yeah. in a Tinkoff Saxobank double attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we tried to do what uh, Jumbo did today, but it didn't quite didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of us ended up in the Gruppetto and barely making it at the line with Cav. I think we were actually out of time limit and we were taken back in. So when did you guys attack then? Oh, we attacked. So first, basically first we were up. trying to go flat out in the breakaway. Yeah. And these guys chased us up and we were not going anywhere. Yeah. Eventually, 15 guys went up the road and um, Contador says... Oh, you need to go up the road, Nico, and make the race hard and yeah. get Sky to pull because then if they get at the bottom of the climb, they'll all be tired. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so yeah. myself and Paulino went. <laughs> oh, and then Another it was like, yeah. oh, uh, we had like two minutes. They kept us at two minutes on a headwind for about 50, yeah, 70 headwind, K. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just, myself and Paulino, arguing, saying, can we sit up? They were going, <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 and then we made it to the bottom. And I think I think I'd... 
Paulina sat up straight away. I think I might have done 1K, and I saw Yogi pass me looking at me saying, you think you were going somewhere? You're going nowhere. Oh, <laughs> and both of us savage. straight into and our race was done. Oh, what was savage. even worse, because that, that was not the end of it, Alberto attacked on the descent with, with uh, Kroziger, and he tried to do the same thing. Oh, tried I remember to drop them on the got caught and got dropped straight away. <laughs> <laughs> that was a zero no-go for us. It was the anti the anti Yumba Visma, the opposite basically, the the entire opposite effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, we showed what uh, what yeah. didn't work. What didn't yeah. work. <laughs> How not to win a bike race? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Nico, for joining us. I, I'm guessing that uh, yeah, you're Pete, hungry, mate. I, I'm guessing that Pete WhatsApped you to get you here to segue to the Alpe d'Huez. Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, good yeah. planning, yeah. Pete. <laughs> good planning. Production <laughs> values at his best. What pizza are you going to order, Nico? Uh, I don't know. I might look at one of the just have a bottle of wine. Yeah, there's like the burrata. But I was looking oh, at the wine so more just the pizza tonight. Lizzie had a bit of burrata last yeah. night, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Nico, you're going to go yeah, for the desperate. 400 yeah. euro bottle of wine <laughs> or the 800 euro bottle? Menu, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've retired. Now I'll go for the 15 quid one. You <laughs> <laughs> can do what I did the other week. What's that? It was the first two days of the tour and I ordered burrata without cheese. <laughs> burrata without <laughs> cheese? No, you didn't. So, oh, what? <laughs> so it was a stratacella. Uh, Anthony <laughs> wasn't aware that the stratacella was a type of burrata. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. He thought yeah. it was some kind of a fancy pasta. Oh, that's so fair I was like, can enough. I have the, the stratacella without the, oh, no. the, 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 br the cheese? And the, the waiter looked at his. <laughs> In Italy, you get a stratacella yogurt, don't you? Yeah, yogurt and ice cream. Exactly. Ice cream, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see you're confusing, you know. <laughs> so I was like, so uh, hey, if you ever want advice, don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, the waiter was even more confused. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Have a good yeah, evening, yeah, customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where were we in the race? I don't know. Van Art had attacked. Yeah. With Matthew Vanderpool. So we were kilometer zero, basically. No, no, we got to the point where. Taste for notes was going over the top. Oh, yeah, no, we've done that. Okay. Yeah, so Taste for notes going over the top. Lizzie, I like nothing more. Balance, balance the podcast. What's that? Are you bringing me in for balance? I'm bringing you in for balance now, Lizzie. Well, Pete, yeah. And diversity and quality. Pregnancy, gestation, all of that. Amazing podcast. Sorry, um, sorry, you know, when, when are you leaving? As well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, I, li I like nothing more than when it works like that because it doesn't often work that the way they picked up Laporte over the top of the climb, like clockwork, because he'd been, uh, they were so far up the road, that group, weren't they? Eight yeah. minutes up the road. And for him to drop back at the right pace at the right moment and be picked up there. I love that. It's, it's like watching a video game when they just press turbo, you know? It's almost like they know what they're doing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. No, you I know yeah. what you're saying. It was impressive. The whole operation was impressive and the fact that it was planned yeah. and pulled off to perfection. Yeah. I mean, even us, we started to doubt it. We were like, you know, it's not work. They've attacked. They've been so aggressive. But it was every little move they made built up into this crescendo of Pog... Archer, Bogacha. Yeah. You've <laughs> nailed <laughs> it. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Being dropped. So yeah, it was yeah. super uh, impressive. You know, so just <laughs> while you think about what your, your yeah, point yeah, is I about, got it, I got it. Yeah. pick it up with Lizzie. So you know that little section of four or five kilometers in between the Telegraph and the top of the Galibier, where Pogacha was isolated with Thomas and the two Yumbo Visma leaders. That genuinely reminded me of all the best women's racing I've seen over the last three or four years in the sense that quite often especially in the one day races that you've been competitive in um, it does kind of boil down in the final to the group of hitters and quite often you're all a bit isolated and all that sort of thing and the attacking is a bit like that and I thought that was 
I mean, I think that's a great hallmark of why women's racing has been so dynamic and exciting over recent years. Mm. And, and the men's racing, conversely, quite often hasn't. But we saw proper racing there, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Well, I'd take that as a compliment on no, behalf of the women's peloton. No, gen genuinely, because it was, that, it was that slight sense of risk, jeopardy and lack of control, which I think you'd acknowledge yeah. is, a, is, you know... It's, it's sort of much more a part of women's cycling because we simply don't have the same correct. team structure yet. Um, I mean, teamwork is becoming more and more important, but uh, like you say... I mean, actually, we've had dominant women, a bit like, you know, Annemiek van Vleuten, Mariana Voss, van der Breggen, and the only way to beat them has been for a team like Trek Segafredo to ambush them in a final and, yep. you know, counter-attack each other all the time. Yep. And I love that kind yeah. of racing. It's yeah. so fun to be a part yeah. of. Also, the shorter stages as well. Mm. Yeah. Again, yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Really short. Yeah, short but quite hard. A lot yeah. of mountains, hard. but still. Yeah, yeah. it was short. Yeah. yeah, what was magical in that section, and it was still, I think... 57 k's to go something like that yeah 57 or 47 k's to go where you had that small group with um Bogacha, um roglic um uh Vingegaard and thomas and at one point it looked like it was two k's to go because mm. Pogacha was yeah. holding the left hand side of the road sitting on roglic or Vingegaard's wheel and with his head yeah. tilted to the right waiting for them to jump and it was just like guys you still got to yeah. see the galibier and the granon yeah, and forgotten. it was literally yeah. like there were two k's from the finish line yeah. Because Pogaccio was just having to, but the mistake he was making at that point was covering everything. Yeah, yeah. and and then he got to, cocky, and we talked about this. Well, um, because then he just well, rode we the Galibier. Well, we had a little debate. About this, was uh, laying off the wheel, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. No, no, Lizzie, we did yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah, I disagreed that he was cocky. Because yeah. oh, to me, yeah, cocky yeah. is a is a shiny boy behaviour. <laughs> Do you know? No, I just think he. I was going to bring that up just now. Oh, were you? Well, <laughs> no, not, not, not the time. Not no, probably no. not the time. No, okay. not the time. Yeah. Yeah. Let it we, will, um, we will, however, get into the shiny boy yeah. theory. Thing. Theory, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, not it's not... It depends on your perception of what cocky is. Yeah. One of those words, isn't it? Mm. Do you yeah. perceive it to so be a negative, negative or... A it's not arrogant. It's cocky that, can be know, nice and... and no, I'm with, I'm with Lizzie. I think it's a pejorative word. I, I wouldn't think like to be called cocky. I think it's a negative. I think it's a negative cocky. But it's on the same spectrum as... Well, there's a whole bunch of adjectives you could throw in from, from confident to complacent mm. and cocky kind of fits somewhere well, in the middle. This is yeah. my yeah. argument with the word, really. Because <laughs> you can't argue with a word. No. I mean, well, definition. But definition I think but you're talking about the okay. fact, you know, he was yeah. playing up to camera when yeah. Art was on the yeah. front. Yeah. He was, you know, yeah. pulling the throttle yeah. like he was a motorbike or whatever. What, but would you call that cocky? No, I'd say it's that's flamboyance. flamboyance and yeah. it's exactly no. what cycling needs. I, I've got an explanation. So when you, so mm. I was saying before, people call it the danger you do with Pogacar, the danger you do with Pogacar is you, it's like poking a bear, because we've seen what he's done. He's he's just he's a very calculated rider, but he's also emotional yeah. and he's so strong. Yeah. So they called his bluff. They basically poked the bear, and yeah. it was a gamble. And by poking the bear, he then got confident, borderline cocky on the Galibier, mm. and just rode up it, like took the whole thing when he didn't need to at that point. Fair he's enough, just riding. Yeah. It, he dropped Roglic. He kind of just at one, it was just him and Vingar by the top. He did not need to do that then. He dominated the, the, the Galibier. And that's the mistake he made. So it was a negative, him being cocky. Because well, yeah, that yeah, then cost him right. the race. Well, yeah. I think we you need to... me right round there. Thanks. To I define totally what... We're, <laughs> we're trying to define the word cocky. But I think what we need to define is, was he being cocky? Uh, well, was he? there's a hindsight because thing here going on, isn't there? If like you're doing this, like with the... 
thrust. So you're twisting yeah. your wrist. Yeah. Twisting your wrist. Yeah. The, right. let's yeah, go. I'm enjoying it. Is let's go. Is that cocky or not? <coughs> so that's I've just, the, I've just question. listening to you guys, I've just had a think about it, and I think what defines cocky is actually hindsight. So yes. C- so so cocky is when it, it you, doesn't you, work. you do that and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Confident is is when you you know deliver at the line, but it's I mean I don't know. Yeah, I, think no. can <laughs> be, <laughs> I think he can be cocky and it doesn't work. I suppose yeah. you can be cocky in your behaviour, but yeah. not a co- not I a cocky bloke. I mean, we're talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we're to- and also we said yeah. that in the yeah. car, didn't yeah. we, before yeah. we did the pod? Yeah. But he's not a cocky bloke. No, no he's and not. No. His, his no, massive not. generosity no. and his humility yeah. comes across every he time he finishes the race. he got on. He had to poor boy. He had to get on the podium. In the white jersey now, which is uh, for him uh, something borderline mm-hmm. humiliation, yeah. isn't it? After all of that, that yeah. punishing ride, and he was smiling he from was ear pr- to and ear, and real smiling, a really yeah. genuine, genuine, genuine yeah. smile. It was amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's all it is. It's semantics, yeah. but it was just—it's all these different. This is the beauty of bike racing. But he's not known that ever on a bike. No. I mean, literally. So, the, 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 in 2020, when he suffered his one bad day mm. in the Tour de France, that cost him a lot of time, yeah. from which he had to recover. That was um, that was the crosswinds day, wasn't yeah. it? When Peter, yes, right, yeah. With the Bora yeah. Hansgrohe yeah. sort of lit it up, and he was just in the, that was you know, my God, he was twenty years old, and he yeah. was riding his first Tour de France, and so he was just in the run. The team sort of slightly let him down on that mm. occasion, and uh, you know, Alan Piper had words with him. That's it. That's his bad day. Yeah. I've searched my memory banks to think: Has he suffered a significant setback ever so. in his career so apart from that day? Mm. No. Yeah. Which uh, is no. unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. astonishing. And here he comes, and he slammed into the brick wall of the final climb today and, and mm. Jumbo Visma. And actually his reaction to that was, again, you know, this is just a bad day. It wasn't, oh, my tour's over. Which well, he didn't ship he five minutes, did he? No. He, d- he could have shipped... He's so he young. Down the dump. 4K. That's yeah. when Vingegaard yeah. dropped yeah. him. Yeah. Over and 4K to go. You know he could have lost five or six minutes. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd been saying before, perhaps Vingegaard Vingegaard could see some tells and kind of recognise something going wrong with Pogacar. And he was asked in the post-race interview, "Did you know? When did you know that he was in trouble?" He said, "When I attacked." Yeah. And he couldn't get. And it was like that's that goes. To, now we talk about Vingegaard. The fact he could do that, knowing that probably Pogacar would come with him and it would be battle royale, and he was and je- it was jeopardy. You are so yeah. right because I was listening to your, yours and Ed's commentary, yeah. and you were like when it was talking about the breakaway to Bogiel yeah. and uh, yeah. Micah. Yeah. And you're like, when you see, or was it Cantana? You, when you yeah. see this come down, yeah. that's when you know he's emptying the tank yeah. and Bogart is yeah. going to go. And you're right, it was coming down, coming down. But then... It just stopped. It's, no, yeah. um, Vinegar attacked. And then Micah went after him and the gap just appeared. Yeah. Um, and like you said... Vinegard obviously can he's with Pogaccia every day like mm. how many hours a day is he riding behind him he obviously mm. understands or he just knew his gut instinct knew that yeah. he, this was now or never but still he's been watching yeah listen just going to take a little pause in the middle of this podcast uh, right now because um, David how long have we been doing Never Strays for? Uh, I think we're deep into 130 140 125 episodes, I think 125 yeah. we've built it from scratch yeah. on, off our own bats uh, we've earned how much money from it? Uh, zero zero and it costs us quite a lot in yeah. batteries and yeah. stuff like that and kits and early mornings there is a slight <laughs> experiment that we're going to go on go on with and I hope you'll bear with us um, over the next couple of weeks where we're going to see whether or not we can generate enough to buy a sandwich occasionally and um, the, the odd bottle of wine that goes uh, goes with the territory of actually recording this podcast so bear with us while you hear from some sponsors back to the race Pete back to the race so 
we're talking about how. I'm just double checking. Finish? Sorry. Did anyone else hear Leslie? Pizza. No? Oh. Oh. Was there a call for p- uh, the p- is p- is I'll go and check. They've okay. got my name down as Leslie. Oh, Leslie. oh yeah. <laughs> Pete, I had no Pete idea. Pete obviously what you were gave her my name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, because it was Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah, I don't know. We started singing and I just, Lizzie, I gave do, up. Do, yeah. I was just do like, you order pizza? <laughs> <laughs> do I, do I, do I, do I? No. Right, anyway. So yeah. back to Jonas Vinegard and I no idea. how he's no watching. Idea, he? Sorry. Yeah. You, know, you know the song, don't you? No. No. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. How he's watching. Pogaccia, he's been with him all race, knows his tells, knows his whatever it is. And it's like that on the podcast, isn't it? And with us working, we know your tells, we yeah. know Lizzie's tells, we know David's tells. We know each other. When we need to get down the mountain, it's like, right, yeah. Ned needs to leave now. <laughs> and you don't have to say anything, Ned, yeah. but we know. Just a little t- let's go. twitch in the eye or yeah. something like that, the drop of a shoulder, yeah, something like that. And a it's like, okay, t- Lizzie, Ned, w- Ned needs to leave now. And this is serious. And it's the same today. Jonas Vinegard was behind Pogaccia and he was like, this is my moment. Yeah. He's under pressure. Yeah. I can see it from his body language, whatever it was. But don't and you he's think, attacked. Lizzie, don't you think that the way Pogaccia has raced the first 10 stages, you know, like yesterday's great case in point of the finishing Mejev. Mm. Why did he do that? Because yeah. I think, you know, and we said this before, with hindsight, it makes perfect sense. Vingegaard, that to, you, to coin a phrase, Vingegaard has been living in his head rent-free, mm. hasn't he? He's been there yeah. and Pogaccia's been spooked by him. He's quite a ghostly figure anyway, uh, Jonas Vingegaard. But don't you think he's just be just he's unsettled Pogaccia from the very get go in this race? You're not sure. Potentially, I don't know how um, how sort of unsettled. It, it's difficult to know because I just think Pogaccia is just a natural racer. I think he's not. He's you know he's he's yeah. not considering the whole tour almost. Yeah. It seems mm. like he seems like such a so naive, true. not natural, so fun, yeah. like. Yeah. He's not going in with, you know, the three-week plan yeah. in the way that an Ineos rider would. And, you know, but I just thought, what a different approach. Mm. I think, sorry, he is a natural racer, a natural-born racer. And it's, that's he, the old adage we hear now, day by day. He literally exists in a day by day racing state. Hmm. Now, I say that, but also when he won his first tour. It was planned. Be, it was planned. It was three weeks of yeah. racing were planned. Yeah. 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 That's so, and yeah. that's that's a, that's the kind of the dichotomy of Pogaccia. He's and that's where what the, what they've done, Vingegaard by living in his head, rent free, and way Yumbo and yesterday and the team falling apart. So it's circumstantial with COVID happening and the team underperforming. When uh, two two weeks ago, when we looked on paper, it was the strongest team to defend a leader. It's fallen apart. Yeah. And Yumbo Visma have seized that opportunity, and they've just been and Vingegaard has just been badgering him, and the team today has reached a crescendo. And they went full onslaught. Understood, but it's built up. Yesterday, he was cracking, drifting back in the press conference. We heard about the, the interviews afterwards, his behavior straight after the finish line, the way kind of there wasn't Solaire in his pro, post-race interviews saying, well, why did we got the jersey back? They saw the cracks and they just jumped yeah. on it. They, they, but they made the cracks. Kind of they, well, the cracks were happening and they've just gone in and viced them open. And they vice them open today. But me and Lizzie briefly talked yeah. about this, and it's like the great thing about Pogaccia is in, in the yellow jersey is it's amazing to watch the yellow jersey actually race every day. But with that, when you have someone who's so close to you on GC and, and almost an equal, then maybe you have to rethink your tactics and ride more like a GC rider in order to win the yellow jersey. And then it becomes a question so true. How do you go yeah. against your natural style of racing? Yeah. And with that, he needs to maybe, you know. 
Yeah, because there's a certain element of your personality being part of your success and your performance. You need it's it's hard to suppress all the time your instincts in a race. So true. Um, but I think it was interesting today, like to see that actually all the other people who had raced very considered over the last 10, 12 days or whatever exactly have. Um, even on the climb today, like Yates, he didn't react straight away, but he came back slowly. Mm. Yeah. You know, the race was at altitude. Probably he was thinking, if I go into the red, I'm going to blow up. Mm. Uh, Godot. Godot. How Yeah, perfect. He was the same. Like, he came back all very considered. And I just don't think those thought processes go through. Podrick Oh when he loses his mind, I know who you mean. <laughs> no, no, I was saying I did to Kerning Krong for like six months yeah. in commentary. You couldn't get your head around like that every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I just, yeah. 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 But you're, you're right it, it, because I think, and that's what I'm saying. He went, he went into his kind of natural state of just pure racer. Races falling apart. I'm gonna have to carry this. My team's let me down. I can do. I'm actually. I can still beat these guys. But you underestimate what the Galibier can do to you. Yeah. And the way he rode up the Galibier, you, you can't do that it's such a horrific mountain mm. 2600 meters at the top when it's the not the final mountain yeah, the damage you're doing to yourself the, the debt you're putting yourself in is huge and and they will know that Jumbo Visma that they outplayed him today tactically but physically he's still the match yeah. equally Absolutely. at least for Vingegaard but he hasn't got the team so this is what's going to be interesting interesting it's off the scale yeah I can't remember like yeah. this is a brilliant Potentially a brilliant general classification race in. Yeah. Maybe the, the best we've ever seen. But Possibly. Possibly. Closely. Yeah. Careful. But then it's close. I also think you need no. to think about like UAE management. If you look at Pogacar's season, I was saying, you know, he's been winning since the very start. He yeah. won, you know, yeah. Strada Bianchi, like off the front, crazy mm. attack. UAE, he's absolutely flying. UAE tour. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. why, why, why go? Well, I suppose well. there's sponsors, <laughs> yeah. isn't there? Yeah, 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 there is that. Yeah, but, but it's not your classic, considered exactly. no. Tour de France build up, yeah. is it? No, no. They're, they're basically facilitating because it's easy, as you were saying, you become, and we talked about this last night, you become what you've done. It's the old saying in cycling, as good as your last race. He's great in every single race, so it's just expected to carry on. And he becomes that, and he's and this will be, and we forget how young he is. This, today will be yeah. the greatest lessons he, he's ever had, and he will grow as a champion so massively, and he'll come back from this, and it's it's exciting ah. because to see Pogacar come back from this is going to be cool. Very, yeah. yeah. It'd be very interesting to know, and maybe we'll find out in the next day or two whether or not. Alan Piper, who's no longer a part of True. the team, of course, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, as, yeah. He, as he recovers from um, illness. But, but, you know, I know that Alan is watching this race religiously. Yeah. Oh, I know this, this father-son bond between Tadej yeah, Pogacar yeah. and he is deep, runs very deep. Because yeah. Piper orchestrated the brilliance of that, of mm. that individual time trial on La Planche de Belleville. He was the architect of it. And yeah. Pogacar has great faith in Piper. And I wonder whether there's been a bit of communication, whether mm. Piper will have had a word because yeah. this is you know this is there's nothing better when you and what's this a lovely so Bernardino who was on the race again today was he the great French champion he lost his he wore his final yellow jersey on today's stage yep uh, he lost it on the Cour de Granon 27 uh, yeah. yellow jerseys yeah. or something like that it was and his it was, final yeah. yellow jersey and it was to his teammate Greg LeMond uh, this was the 1986 1986 Correct. Six, 86 and there's something and I'm not saying that's got anything to do but that's the that climb we don't know very well yeah and afterwards after no one would have seen it on TV Bernardino was on the podium being given an etching of him in yellow jersey you can be sure he hated that 
to be given an etching <laughs> of him in his final yellow jersey. Yeah. But, but yeah. it was kind of, there's something quite, uh, there's a synchronicity there that Pogacar kind of loses the yellow jersey for the first time. Yeah. He's never lost a yellow jersey before yeah. when the great Bernardino lost his final yellow jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And somewhere at home in Belgium, Eddie Merckx is going, told you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Doesn't man. matter. Cavendish, Pogacar, still yeah. only one. Try. Chuck a van in there. Evanapol, yeah. Um, yeah, you're still, you're still not Eddie Merckx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that old. Yeah. Pick, is there is, yeah. But, but yeah. it sets the race up brilliant. It sets tomorrow up brilliant. I mean, we've, I think we've given tomorrow's stage a great deal of excitement by talking how about how excited we are about Alpe d'Huez. But they've got yeah. to get over the Galibier right. before that, Lizzie. Yeah. It's horrific, isn't it? I don't envy them. No, <laughs> I don't either. It's so hard just driving over it. You see the scale of it all. But the great thing is, Pog is not a. a Pog, he's, uh, staggeringly, he's still in the podium. He's, he's still yeah. in third place, isn't it? It's super. Yeah. It's super well, scrunched it's up. Super tight, but super thanks tight. to all his sprints, yeah. to be honest. This yeah. in, in time bonuses. Yeah. And in today's stage, uh, the first twenty. This twenty-seventh rider on today's stage was twenty-two minutes behind. Yep. Jonas Vingegaard. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. It's a fantastic race for the podium as well. Yeah. There's so many riders within, you know, even seconds of just yeah. getting on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Because we saw some stellar performances today oh, from exactly. Nairo. 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 Yeah. Nairo. yeah. Oh, by the way, I understand from our podcast listeners, there is a huge demand for Matt Rendell to do Scouse Nairo again. Yeah. Lizzie, you probably haven't got a clue what Scouse Nairo is. but Afraid not. No, but you might find out because I would imagine when you finally depart us, you will carry on listening to Never Stray's yeah. Car. Of course, would yeah. You? Yeah. yeah? Yeah. You have you actually listened to one yet? Uh, no, but do you know, I haven't listened wow. to a single podcast mm. in my life. I am well, now's the time. To yeah, now it's time. You know, yeah. Listen to yourself. Yeah. 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 Debutante. Yeah. Um, just bef- one last thing that I kind of loved about the race was Wout Van Aert on the run into when he was caught and then immediately dropped back. Yeah. And then went back and picked up, who was a minute <laughs> behind Roglic. <laughs> oh, that was Unreal. And it was kind of, what's he doing? Because he'd been off the front all day, then. Well, you uh, thought he just got. Like, I'm thought, done. Oh, no, I'm done. Like, you know, I can't help you guys. It's like, it's like I probably better save myself. I've done my work. You don't need my tactic, which yeah. was to wait if you'd gone yeah. off. And so there he comes by finger guy. He's got Croeswick. He's got Roglic. Oh no, not Roglic. Who's the second rider? Kuss. Kuss. So Kuss. Yeah, your favourite rider. How my could favorite. You him? I know. He's not. He's, yeah. he's dropping down my ranks. Favourite riders <laughs> at the moment. But behind <laughs> by a minute was uh, Roglic and a group being led by FTJ who were fighting for their life to bring Gordou back up. And which oh, they yeah. did. They did a great job. They did a great job. Michael Storer yeah. and Valentin. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And so uh, Vanna drops back a minute and they, they show him when he's coming back and he picks up speed and he slots in the back. And immediately I was like, oh, he's going to ride. And I was like, oh, no, he's not. Why would he do that? It's because uh, the yeah. teammates, it's Micah. Micah's in the UAE. Why would he bring Micah back up? And then I suddenly thought, well, actually, he's got to the front group. And let's not forget, Roglic is a great champion who came here as leader. Yep. And he's on a group behind, being yep. led by FTG on his own, with Vingegaard up there, with Kreuzwick and Kuss. They didn't leave him behind. So Wout van Aert back. And then the next shot we got, Wout van Aert's on the front of that group, freight training it. <laughs> and freight training it. It was the coolest thing. Then we cut back to like, a few minutes later, probably about 10, 15 minutes later. That group's pausing at the front. And then on the right-hand side, literally like a train, <laughs> this green jersey-led group just comes sprinting <laughs> by. With the three Groupama <laughs> FTJ climbers <laughs> just holding them up. for dear life. Oh, where's oh. this going? <laughs> and he didn't slow down. He just went ripping by and Pogacar just jumped on it. And it was just like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> Pogacar jumped on and Vingegaard and... Yeah. Um, 
was it Kuss? Yeah. yeah, it was Kuss. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah they, they were like, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Full on sprint to get on. It was brilliant. It was, it funny. was, like it was comical, so actually. It was just, he literally came by like a freight train from nowhere. <laughs> and it was oh. like, fixed it, brought him back. What next? David, also, and now down, Lizzie. Um, can you imagine Steve Cummings in the Ineos oh, car I like this? Like, hey, G lad, don't worry about the pre uh, pre Tour de France tactics that we, you know, we sold to Cycling News and all these different outlets. <laughs> hey, you know what? Scrap that, lad. We're not we're not attacking anymore. No, we're going full defensive. Forty k time trial <laughs> just before Paris, lad. That's your. That's where you're going to win the tour. All right. Hey, and also don't forget, in two days time we're going up to Mond. That's where I famously won. That amazing <laughs> stage at the Tour de France. We can replicate that, G lad. We can do it. Just hold it. Tempo, G. Tempo. Tempo. Hold it back. Don't forget we're at altitude now. You've done the work, lad. Being up at Tenerife, Mount Tidy. You know this. You got this, G lad. You got it. You got it. Hold it. Brilliant job, G. Brilliant job. Remember about that time trial. I uh, reckon I went on some like that. <laughs> yeah, must have. That was very good. Well, round of applause for Pete. Not sure yeah. that wins. The, does that win the podcast? It comes today? close. It comes, comes very close. close. Podium for Peter. Podium. 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 Oh, we have no winner. He's just going to get a podium. It's a podium for Peter. Fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve takes the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. Tour de France still good, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Do you love yeah. the Tour de France, Lizzie? Uh, more and more, yeah. What's it like working with us? Better than <laughs> <laughs> That's like a risky question. That's like one of the things I can't, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think. Well, I think. I think I'm pushing it. Inspirational, yeah. enjoyable, all of it, all of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run out of adjectives after two there. Yeah, yeah, but Drop I've run out of words. Okay. I, mean, I like admire your ability like, to talk all day one long. One of my one of my highlights of the day today was this morning when you guys, you two, Pete and uh, Lizzie, rode down in the Bronx oh, so to Brionson. So good. You sent a selfie. Oh with yeah. the, the two of you and then I know you're always badgering each other then later he's like oh, I was just going down with my big sister <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit so I'm the responsible one well, uh, well, uh, I what? thought you were meant to be looking after me do you think me. you aren't? <laughs> No, you don't, no, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a bit like the blind lead in the blind, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, when we when we trying <laughs> we to find like, his own technique. Like, no, have you got one? No. I was like, I'm not good at this. And Lizzie was like, neither am I. I was like, well, where's Ned and David? Drop a pin, drop a pin. There's a lot of drop a pin yeah. going on oh, in the WhatsApp group. Drop a pin, yeah. drop a pin, because we're all scattered all over the place. Some of us in cars, some of us on folding bikes in France. We've got no idea where we are from day to day. to find lunch today, and it was literally just outside. I had to drop a pin for you. Drop a pin, Lizzie, drop a pin. Quick, yeah. drop a pin. Uh. <laughs> there'll be a bit of that tomorrow. What are our plans for tomorrow? Major, Major Miller, um, logistics so chief. What are we doing tomorrow morning? At 8 a.m., yeah. uh, bags down, guys. Bags down, going in the car. Yeah. Driving down the mountain, Ned and I are. Yeah. Bromson's Just two in passengers back. in the car, full baggage though, full all the baggage. big suitcases. We need to regroup on the evacuation kind of plan. strategy. Where do we put the car? Do we move down the valley to avoid all the traffic jams? Yeah. How, how far do we go? How far? Because then we that go? You know, yes, bears on, has a bearing on our fitness. Yeah. I think yeah. you need to go big and go all right, far. Lizzie, steady, well, you're steady. steady. 15k However far you're willing to ride. Well, I'll just sit in on the way down. Sit the wheels. Yeah. And then I reckon I've got about 10k uh, of Also, you can leave your yeah. Brompton. You yeah. can ride off the... Yeah, it's just two Bromptons, Ned and David. Right. You yeah. can, is Lizzie, yeah. are you not Pete, riding you're, up? You've, you're... Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Oh, Wait, we keep going it. round in circles with <laughs> <for> our <laughs> logistics. Oh, yeah, they don't. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to... And, and Dave was like... And Ned was like, Pete, we're staying on top of Alpdares. I was like, well, how are you going <laughs> to... It's like, where, where's the car going? How? What, about, what am I doing? What, what about Lizzie? It's like, and it was like, oh, no, by the no. way, we also had a massive amount of confusion about geology. 
Uh, oh my no! Oh come, <laughs> come on! No, no, that's not fair. You can't drop heat in it in with that. Oh, we totally can. <laughs> Yeah. We totally can. So I learned from the amazing, ge- amazing Twitter feed that I totally recommend to everyone called Geology at the Tour de France. Go and go and follow them because they're brilliant. I learned today that, that the Alps. No, you won't. No. The, 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 the Alps. The bit of the Alps we're in at the moment, which are riddled with these quartz, um, incredible kind of like lines of quartz. And if you look at a rock close up, they're slightly sparkling because they've got quartz in. Well, quartz is only formed under massively high pressure, deep, deep, deep in planet earth relatively <laughs> deep right and um in fact these rocks that you see that we'll see tomorrow in great hd splendor up to where's itself we're sitting on one right now we're sitting on one of these things they were <laughs> this entire ridge of mountains is formed from rocks that used to be buried 70 kilometers under the earth's crust right mm. yeah which we all agreed was pretty amazing didn't we Lizzie? It's amazing yeah mind-blowing uh, mind-blowing yeah mind-blowing but then pete goes Pete went, I can't remember how you no, put it no, up. But what, mate, no, I don't think Pete, I, no, no, I, no, so I think no, we got exaggerated. Pete, okay. no, I'm defending Pete because right. he was like, what about if that happened on the Earth's surface and it pushed up? Yeah. Was that so your point? Yeah, yeah. so it point. wasn't 70 kilometers underground. The Earth's surface pushed up. 70 kilometers? It. Yeah. You'd have That'd be never be a need to put man on the moon. Because it'd be that well, high. No, that's they don't quite well. no, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, There wouldn't be as far. There wouldn't be as far to go. Yeah. But what go. I'm saying is that would be like the mountain would be so huge. It'd be well, it'd be a big GC and day. So what I'm trying to say oh, is, Ned, for sure, the whole what? race. The aliens living on why, top. Why does it always happen below ground? It's geology. It's kind of the, the sense of the earth. It's like this molten core that's all bubbling and over. But the reason we exist is because it's cooled down. And then Lizzie said. How uh, well? How long? Like, how did this happen over? How you know? Lizzie, how did it happen? Time, and I was like, Lizzie, it's not over one day. Obviously, like it'd be on the world news, BBC, you know, ITV. (laughs) It'd be all over the place, you know. (laughs) Oh my God, this mountain's erupted, (laughs) seventy kilometer high mountain, and I'm like, Lizzie, this takes years, thousands of years to happen. I did not cooperate that story. I did not. Millions, millions of years to happen. Lizzie's looking at me, and I'm like. (laughs) Like obviously, Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That. I'd, I'd, I'll never know. But then we speculated that yeah. actually, even though these things have come, have emerged, these rocks over billions, millions of years, millions, let's say millions, um, they've they emerged from uh, seventy kilometers under the Earth's crust. Seventy kilometers under the Earth's crust is actually nothing, is it? Because <laughs> no. you did, you use Siri. <laughs> I use Siri, and the diameter of Earth is twelve thousand kilometers, which is mad. So Not the diameter, uh, the radius. No, no, no the radius no. is the circle round. Oh, if you wrap yeah, it no, around you're dead it. right. You're you had that right the first time yeah, as well. No, what makes this fact yeah. so That's underwhelming? That's amazing, Lizzie. Because you, you yeah. were literally, I said, it's the radius, not the diameter. And you went, it's you turned around in the car because <laughs> yeah. you're in the front seat now. And you went, no, no, it's the diameter. Yeah, but, but Ned. What? It is what time at night? Yeah, it's pretty Ten o'clock. And we Nobody's haven't had any dinner. fed me. Yeah. Yeah. Seven minutes till pizza. I'm on you're water. You're just dating. I'm on water. You know, I'm flagging. Honestly, it's hard to keep up with Pete's energy. Yeah, he's got And honestly, still more energy. When you talk about a mountain coming up from under the earth over a million years that has Lots a of diameter of 12,000 kilometers, it's like, what's the point in even talking about it? Well, why don't we finish with your, to, to put in perspective, your snooker ball? Well, the snooker ball oh, thing, yeah. I think I'm right in saying that if you shrank the earth down to the size of a snooker ball, it would be smoother than a snooker ball, which is kind of mind blowing. I find it mind blowing how different we all are. What, that that fact excites you, and I'm just like. Does it not excite you? Did you know that's quite interesting? Well, it's interesting, well, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, 
we're all just so different, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Pizza. Hey up. Pizza's here. Right. End of podcast. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>